Okay, so here's here's what's happening, folks. Um, this was the first show week for WVU News. Uh, we just taped today. It's Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all my fellow single people. Happy Ash Wednesday to my Catholics. <laughs> Love y'all. And happy Wednesday to all my Baptists out there. <laughs> um, So, um, we're tired. Um, oh there my God, I'm exhausted. If, if you ever needed proof, there's a picture of me laying face down in the floor of Dean Dahlia's office. I think Thursday through Sunday, I was telling people, I think Thursday through Sunday, I slept maybe a total of 16 hours across the entire time. I think I took like a couple good, like four hour power sleeps in between just absolute lunacy. Like I just don't Zoink, I just Scoob. don't I just don't think I slept. Zoink Scoob, but that's not fun. Yeah, no. See, I mean w- we're killing it. See, I'm it happy. Shout out to our our peeps, our fellow capstone survivors. Oh yeah. I mean they killed it today. It was it was so fun. But now we have fantastic. A, now we have a nice little couple day break. And then we start it. And then all we over start again the madness all over again. Yeah. So and it's our slow and sh- it's our slow and sure but steady trudge towards graduation. Oh, I don't even don't even mention it. But um, on top angels. of all of that happening this week, there was also the Super Bowl on Sunday. So this is gonna be we're gonna call this the Super Bowl episode. That's gonna be the majority of this one. Probably just um, Super Bowl discussion. Some of the there were a lot of cultural moments around the Super Bowl that I'd love to chit chat about. Fa- I have some fave commercials. <gasps> yes, yeah, see, I I want to hear from Budweiser. I heard a rumor, and it made me mad that I didn't see them. That Budweiser was bringing the horsies back, and I saw no horses. There were horses. There were horses. You just missed the commercial. <gasps> I see, have to go watch the horses. It wasn't a whole big commercial though. It was it was a pretty casual. Like I didn't cry at it. Oh. It was, just, it was like a cutesy love, one. I always love a good cry at a Budweiser commercial. See, Is it really a Budweiser commercial if you're not crying? See, I think the best commercial this year was the Verizon cur- commercial where Beyonce literally announced new music at the end of it <sighs> and then dropped 16 carriages in Texas Hold'em. And then announced a new album. Listen, people. I... I'm going to be nice. Because I know people love Beyonce. You're going to say it's not country I music, have a, No, I have a love-hate relationship with Beyonce. I appreciate that she is a Texan and that she is leaning into that with the country music. I hope she... Here's how I'm going to word it. I hope that she is accepted in the genre of country music because I think that it's cool that she wants to make country music. I don't necessarily think she will be. I think country is a hard genre to just like yeah. jump into. Like I think some people would say the same thing about Post Malone making country music. Like, He's a rapper. He can't actually sing. There's like, people, yes, he can. There's people who still say Zach Bryan isn't a country singer. So. <laughs> Beyonce, I like the no- I like the new songs. I'm Oh yeah. I'm this ain't picks. And then Lana Del Rey said her next album is gonna be country. Oh, I'm excited for that. And she's gonna call it Lasso, which speaking of, Lana Del Rey was also at the Super Bowl. In a San Francisco 49ers jacket. Yes, so. um, there gotta say Taylor Swift might count for like the weight of all of these people, but country music showed out for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh yeah, they did. Nate Smith is a huge 49ers fan. The Hardys, 
Michael and Kaylee Hardy, like Hardy the country artist, oh. Michael and Kelly Hardy were there. Um, they were 49ers fans. Uh, Laney and Duck, Laney Wilson and Duck Hodges were oh. uh, rooting for the 49ers. Um, yeah, so country music was uh, for the 49ers. I was for the 49ers. I was for our former I Mountaineer. Going, I was going for the 49ers. Col- Col- Colton McKivitz. Yes, is a former Mountaineer. Played for the 49ers. I tried to find his stats in the Super Bowl. He played because I saw his name on the screen. I was he like, that guy went to death. He was for sure on the field. I just can't find his stats. Sorry, I will yeah. also tell you guys. <clears throat> I have had a little bit of a cough for the last few days. Yeah. And I also just got hit with a headache. So um, we're, if we're I'm... Charging, we're charging through today, y'all. If I'm this sounding a little rough it's, today. It's definitely going to be a quick one for us, but we're charging through. And quicker, I just, than our, quicker than our Grammys rant. I like to put my warnings out early so that people aren't going like she is... Uh, Dying? Yeah. Um, Transparency. But, but yeah, can I talk about my favorite moment? Because it reminded me of when I started my journey in sports, and that is the Nickelodeon broadcast. <laughs> no, I literally have Nickelodeon broadcast in all caps because I want to talk so about it. So I love the tweet about Sandy Cheeks being a woman in sports. Yes. <laughs> that was the first thing we needed to talk that about so with good. this episode. That's probably how we'll plug our new episode is that, just posting that tweet. But, but Sa- Sandy was not the only woman on the field. Dora. Oh, my God. Can you find wh- the end zone? Where are we going? Five yards back, because that's a penalty. <laughs> Is that something the Dora character actually said when on When they television? got a false start. They were explaining what a false start was. And then, does anybody need a map to find the end zone <laughs> at the end of the first quarter? Because it was one of the first scoreless first quarters in a Super Bowl for, like, years. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, but, yeah. Um, love Nick, love the Nickelodeon broadcast. I loved the, I loved the, um, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, good, good at, at football. football. <laughs> it was just, no, no, no. It was, it was whoever, I loved the TikTok I saw, and it was whoever was in charge of that entire thing either needs to be made CEO of the company or fired immediately. <laughs> There's no in between. They either need to become in charge of everything or never work again. Me and my mic are already beeping today. <laughs> but no, it was funny to me, and I made the joke this morning we are at a broadcast. I said, when I first started watching football, I thought that a laser pointer appeared on the screen to tell <gasps> you where the first down line was. And I you're think- telling me they couldn't have had Gary the Snail, like, trudge along that line? Well, they, like, did, they did have a first down line. It was, like, wavy. Yeah. It, so it couldn't have been Gary the Snail? Oh, see, that would have been cute. Gary, come home. But no, Gary, I, home. uh... I loved it. See, it was it was fun. Um, I think yeah. one of my favorite Nickelodeon moments was, um, oh my gosh, Christian McCaffrey's fumble, like literally on the first drive, and Patrick goes, "You have to firmly grasp, <laughs> firmly grasp it, firmly grasp." And it. then, oh my gosh, and they were showing the uh, quote unquote celebrities. Who were and there? It and it was like Billy Eilish, Billy Eilish, uh, Oprah Finfrey, Clamuel L. Jackson, um, Travis Kelp, and Taylor Fish. Yeah, not Travis Kelp, Jason. Jason Kelp. Kelpie and Taylor, Taylor Fish. Fish. Actually, it's it's apparently Kels. 
It is apparently Kels. No, I They just loved, haven't corrected anyone. I loved the tweet I saw, and it was Jason Kelsey talking to Ice Spice, and it was like, yeah. I loved you. I loved your song, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. No, no, no. I saw one that was like, hi, nice to meet you. I love the fart song. <laughs> fart. You think you the yeah. stuff. You don't even the fart. And I'm like, <laughs> I just love, I just, I love Jason Kelsey being there. They put out the episode. I was actually kind of glad we waited to film this because we normally record on Monday. Oh, so yeah, they released Valentine's the Day today. Uh, they released the last episode of this season. I don't know of, if Jason was fit to record anything um, the day after this. <laughs> no. And he goes, I found, he found that luchador mask on the ground in a Vegas club. And he goes, I thought I was going to get pink eye. I said, you're going to get worse than pink eye. It's Vegas. No, because the ground in Vegas, the video that's on Travis and Taylor, and then it pans over to, yes, <laughs> to Jason and Marshmallow, <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> literally, like, what the heck was going on there? He's like, he's like two people in love, and then just a Neanderthal that hasn't been exposed to society. No, literally. But where was Kylie? Probably with probably the kids. home with their freaking <laughs> kids, because they had. Because that's what I was wondering. Is everyone's like, oh no, maybe the kids are with Ed and Donna. Ed and Donna and we're Scott and Andrea Swift were in the club. Also, Travis Kelsey is the first like since Calvin Harris social media official Taylor Swift boyfriend. He hasn't been thanked in a speech yet. Calvin Harris got thanked in a couple of award speeches later in their relationship. Yeah. But he made the TikTok, y'all. He did. He made the TikTok. And she only recently reactivated the TikTok. And maybe she reactivated it for that. Now, there are some reasons people are mad at Travis, though. Okay, yeah, we can talk about it. Because, I, I would um, like to preface this by saying that even before it became a Taylor Swift thing, I was listening to... um. Sorry. New Heights. I'm from a similar area as the Kels family. Mm-hmm. Um, from Northeast Ohio. So everyone kind of has known who they are. Um, I really loved him after he hosted Saturday Night Live after they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. He is really charming, really entertaining. I just think he's like very charismatic and funny. I can see why a woman like Taylor Swift would like him because she kind of seems like behind her very like. I'm overtaking the world kind of like stage personality. She seems kind of just like a dork. Like yeah. She seems kind of like a little doofus. Like yeah. I think that they just like get along and vibe and stuff. So I can see why they are in love. You know, I, I started like, I started like kind of following the Kels family. Yeah. Like after last year's Super Bowl, because they were talking about how they were playing each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, that was and my big introduction They to had kind of leaned into that more. And then they were talking about their mom and the way they talked about their mom was always so sweet. But um, and I really like that. Yes. But there was a point um during the game mm-hmm. that uh, Travis Kelsey came off the field. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Travis Kelsey's stats at halftime were one target, one reception, one yard. Mm-hmm. So he was not doing well. No, him he and was not. him and George Kittle both did not do well. Like ni- neither tight end was yeah. really playing very wow. well. I'm not sure if it's the kind of defenses they were running. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was quarterback decisions. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's Travis had a couple of tackles. I mm-hmm. think he had one tackle, too. 
But so he came off the field. This was around halftime and kind of was yelling in Andy Reid's face and then um, pushed him. Or like, not like pushed him, but kind of like bumped into him, shoved mm-hmm. him. And um, people immediately started reacting to it. I Can I give my God honest opinion that sounds horrible? And I don't mean to be this person because, A, you don't know what kind of connotation it's in. Obviously, he might have been angry, but like I've seen where coaches will straight up hit players. They'll grab them by the shoulders. They'll shake them. They'll bump into them like that, like kind of like that side chest bump. Like maybe he was pissed. Like it sounds horrible. Maybe he was pissed. Like it sounds horrible. When you're in that kind of zone and that mentality, I absolutely don't think you should ever be disrespecting your coaches, especially on national television. I don't think that's, like, a good thing. But I also think that, like, you have to think about the state that they're in. They're in the biggest game of this season. Yeah. Like, the biggest game for anyone ever. They're trying to go back-to-back for the first time since, like, the what? Is it? I I think it's since, like, the... 0405 Patriots, I think. I can't remember if it's 0405 or 0304. Yeah. One of those. One of the early 2000s Patriots teams was the last one to go back to back. Yeah. But, like, I just think it's one of those, like, intense situations. Or, honestly, it sounds horrible. You can't always hear. They're inside a dome. Like, he might have not been actually screaming at him. He might have been talking to him loudly. After the fact. Because, um, obviously, they caught that on camera. They asked Travis about it later. And he said, (laughs) he said something like, Oh, you guys saw that? And then they kind of laughed, and he went, yeah. He's like, unless my mic'd up says otherwise, um, I was just telling him how much I love him. Yeah. And then they asked uh, Coach Reed about it, and he just kind of laughed, and he said, Travis makes me feel young. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> but then... Um, like, be, in at- sports, it's intense. You can't, like... No one in sports is going to care about that after the fact. Everyone that's watching that's new sports fans... Is because they've never seen that before when they're watching television. That's yeah. like that's like when uh, Andy Cohen. I'm gonna compare it to my favorite thing ever, which is the season ten reunion of Vanderpump Rules. Um, that's like when Andy Cohen had to get in between DJ James Kennedy and Tom Sandoval, and he had to stand up and he lost his cards and he got sad. Like that's literally what that's like when you're getting in Andy Cohen's face trying to go at one of your other people. That's what that's like. And that's why people have never seen that before, is until people started really going after each other in other forms of media, like, a lot of people have never watched sports before. I didn't watch sports until a couple of years ago, and I was like, they're they're really aggressive. Yeah. And when like, the that first was time I saw a hockey fight, it was the best and worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. And that was also, also after the fact, actually, I think it was on the New Heights episode today, um, Travis did go and say, yeah, that was n- wrong of me. He, mm-hmm. he, he said that right after he had yelled in his face, he went back up to coach Reed and said, I'm so sorry and hugged him. Which they didn't show that on camera, which I, w- I will say as a media person, that is the fault of the media for not showing the yeah, whole thing. Absolutely. Um, and then on the podcast today, he said, that was a dumb move of me. And then Jason looked at him and said, yeah, that was really dumb of you. <laughs> So he's like he's been very apologetic since then, yeah. it, and it's like a heat of the moment thing. Which Absolutely. is he thirty four years old and should maybe be able to control his temper in the heat of the moment? Yes, but I also none of us have ever played in a Super Bowl, oh and I God. don't know where your emotions are. Kelsey so. Keegs, uh, Kelsey Keegs, uh, from Barstool. She does like a literal like Taylor Swift podcast for Barstool Sports. Uh-huh. It's like her and Dave Portnoy because they love of course Taylor. It's Dave mother is mothering all over barstool 
Um, but she was talking about it, and she's like, do you know how, like, jacked up on testosterone those men are before <laughs> the Super Bowl? Like, literally, I'm not even trying to compare I apples to oranges. Watch the hype-up speech in the Kelsey documentary that Jason is giving the Philadelphia Eagles the night before the game in, like, the hotel conference room. Like, they're screaming. Like, they're getting hyped up. Listen to... What's the coach that gives the leave no doubt speech? <gasps> Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart. Oh, my gosh. Listen leave to the no Bill Stewart speech. Tonight. And then ask me if no men doubt. are screaming at each other in sports. Like, shouldn't have played the old golden blue. Not this night. No doubt. Sorry, Bill Stewart, that I didn't remember your name. Shout out to you. Big fan. But He has like, his own exit. But people have to think, like, you just have to kind of think about it like that. Like, it's a very... It's more intense than any other thing that's ever put out in the media. Exactly. Like, literally, I compared it to a Bravo reunion. That is also quite literally their job. Yes. So, like, this is what they live for. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so, Super Bowl, the Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime 25-22. to Uh, They were tied at 19 at the end of regulation, and then the 49ers kicked a field goal, and the Chiefs turned around and got a touchdown. Which, the 49ers apparently did not know the new overtime rules. Mm-hmm. They hadn't discussed it. And I saw one thing that yeah, was like, the 49ers finding out the Super Bowl overtime rules at the same time as Ice Spice is absolutely insane. Literally. Literally. Which it is. It is but insane. <laughs> no, I... I struggle because I was rooting for the 49ers, and I think the 49ers played a better game. I think the Chiefs they got did. really lucky that they got that la- that they that the 49ers didn't know. Like we were literally talking about it, like at the end of the fourth quarter, my friends and I are like, we really want the 49ers to win this game because the 49ers are playing the okay. game. Yeah, I would like to shout out my friend Abby who sat in the hallway outside of my apartment because she didn't want to come in and watch the Chiefs get their trophy. Okay, so she was I ha- she's a very big Swifty, but she was having a very hard time. Can I can I talk about this for a second? Yes. Okay. So, the 49ers played a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that first of all, they all played really well. Um, there was a mountain on the 49ers, big slay, but uh, Brock Purdy had a fantastic game, and. People I'll start st- crying over him like I did, like the kid from Florida State. People are still just calling him a game manager, which I don't get it. But he he took the blame for it. He was like, that was on me. I could have done more. I could have done this, this, it. No. Mm-mm. For somebody who, one, was drafted last, which I'm, I'm going to get into this in a second. For somebody who was, one, drafted last in his draft, had elbow reconstruction surgery last year, Started for the first time, or became a regular starter for the first time this year, and went all the way to the Super Bowl with mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, you can have off like all the offensive weapons you want, but if your quarterback has absolutely no talent, you're not going anywhere. You might make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams have willed themselves to the playoffs on quarterback alone. <coughs> Cleveland Browns. <coughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tom Brady was there. Oh, I thought you were about <laughs> to say with Baker Mayfield. I was like, what? Also, um, now that we've had it happen, hey Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Oh yeah! I would like to just say he's never gonna hear this. Joe Flacco, I love you. You've made me love Cleveland football again, and that's saying a lot. That takes a lot. Now, wait. Love ya. 
wait until Deshaun Watson comes back and starts next year. Then tell me how much you love Cleveland football. Yeah, I'm not going to love him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco, I love you. You're but the reason I love Cleveland. I'm a bandwagoner. I'm so sorry. But no, I thought I thought Brock Purdy had a heck of a game. Oh, absolutely. I thought the 49ers Agreed. played really well. I don't know what went wrong. I think from my perspective, it looked like their defense got tired. Mm-hmm. Because towards the end of the game, the Chiefs were making plays that they could not get off at the beginning of the game. I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know if the Chiefs changed up their offense and the 49ers didn't adapt. I don't know if their defense was just tired. I don't know if the 40, if the Chiefs got a second wind. I don't know. I don't know. But they were doing things that they weren't able to do in the first half. Like, they, they were making plays that they weren't making in the first half. Um, so, yeah. But that was an, it was an all-around good game. Um, <laughs> I do want to say one of the most entertaining things is – with, you know, and I, f- I feel like this is mostly Swifties who just started paying attention to football. Um, they are finding out, <laughs> they're finding out about the losing team of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and um, because there were so many girls who were like, I was so excited that the Chiefs won and I was watching their celebrations. And then they panned over to the 49ers players with the Chiefs confetti falling on their heads. And they said, I started bawling. They should never do that. I'm sorry. I don't care what team it is. I don't care what it is. They should never do that. I don't care if it's like a part of the media. They want to show it all. Like they want to show people leaving. They want the emotion. They should never do that. But no, because there were girls who were like, I was just watching because Taylor Swift was there, and now I'm crying over Brock Purdy with confetti on his head. And I was like, you know, so am I. Like, (laughs) I will say it once again. You cannot ask me to root against a man with big, beautiful brown eyes. I'm incapable of doing so. Okay? Brock Purdy, I love you. Anyway. We're also really (laughs) sad that Jackson Mahomes got to have a good time the other night. Yes, yes, yes. Why do good things happen to Jackson Mahomes? I don't get it. It breaks the laws of nature. I, it breaks, it's injustice. It's not fair. It's, why did I have to go home and sulk in silence and Jackson Mahomes got to do whatever he wanted? That's, I hate it here. It's upsetting. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, the girlies found out about the losing team of the Super Bowl. And I want to bring up, I was telling Sydney about this. You saw the Boy Genius Super Bowl edit. Oh my God. <laughs> the always an angel, never a God They're Super Bowl edit to Boy Genius. To they said, this is why girls shouldn't watch football. No, literally, I'm a, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. Girls should not watch football because I will be crying over grown men who I don't care about. This wasn't the Titans. I'm not invest- emotionally invested th- in this. I have not cheered for the Chiefs or the 49ers a day in my life. Oh, my gosh. My roommates are texting me. I'm so sorry. I'm muting you guys. Love you. Um, <laughs> but I have not cheered for these teams at any point in my life. I have no attachment to any of them. However, I, when I heard Always an Angel, Never a God with a picture of George Kittle and then to Travis Kelsey, yeah, I teared up a little bit. So, like, uh. But anyway, I'm going to have to post that when we release this because I need everyone else to suffer with me and I need you guys to see what I'm talking about. That this is like coping. That I, ju- I just think it's so funny that so many girls this year got into football because of Taylor Swift and now they're like, oh, 
So can, oh we, can, no. we, can we talk about that a little bit? Because this is the girls who get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. so I saw a video, and it was just the audio, and it was whoever made the Cetaphil commercial <gasps> as a father's daughter. Like, I hate you. And I panned, to, and I clicked on the sound, and I watched the original video, and the only thing that has made me cry more is, did anyone see the car commercial i can't remember if it was toyota or chevy or ford that did the commercial with the grandma with alzheimer's at christmas and it was actually like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen it reminded me of that like it just made me emotional and i sent it to kaylee and i said we were going to talk about it because that that is the point for me is i know that people are going to get mad i know they're going to be like oh the dads brads and chads this year was really really important i think for sports and honestly, pop culture in general, combining the two, my friends have made jokes about it being like the separation of church and state. I don't know what commercial you're talking about. You didn't send it to me. I thought I sent it to you. The uh-uh. Cetaphil commercial. I oh, you too sent, send it to. You, you, you sent me the Cetaphil commercial. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this I thought you were talking about the one with the grandma with Alzheimer's. No, 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 no. Okay. I sent that one's from like Christmas. That's from like a while ago. Oh. But it's what it reminded me of is like a really like impactful, beautiful commercial. Um, <gasps> but I think Sorry. that was like the point of this year is a lot of my friends are making jokes about it being like the separation of church and state and the Taylor Swift and football should stay separate. I think it's something that like made people talk to their kids. Like mm-hmm. I don't live in the same house as my parents anymore. I would like, I call my mom and I talk to her about soap operas and I call my dad and we talk about golf and country music. Like, We all have, like, our own things with our parents. And I think for a lot of dads, this was a very big year of, like, hey, do you want to watch football with me? And it became, like, a thing. I really, really loved it. They were wearing an 89 and a 13 jersey, and I about burst into tears. I saw a really interesting, which is, it's off off topic, so I'm going to let you finish that thought and then bring it up. You know, it was really, really cute. That one was a favorite of mine. We already talked about Beyonce. Um, we'll get into <sighs> the halftime show, but that was one of my favorites. And then I'm going to contemplate if we're going to talk about the other one or not, unless you want to talk about it. You know the one that I liked? I liked the commercial. It was for a phone. I can't remember which phone it was. But it was like this guy who's blind. And it's talking about um, like uh, whatever kind of like blind assistance mm-hmm. or something. And he would take pictures. I forget if it started out with one face in the picture, and he would take the picture like of himself. Yeah. And then a girl comes into it, and then he like angles the phone. And it says two faces in picture. So now he knows that him, him and this girl are both in the picture. And it's them taking selfies together, and him moving the phone until there's two faces in it. And the last one, there's two faces, and then he angles it down, and it goes three faces in picture. And they had no baby, and it was so cute. It was a really sweet camera. I cried at that That's one. That's so cool. It the came one on. That Really early in the game, and it was so cute. The one that also made me cry was, I think it was an AT&T commercial. Um, It was something with, like, the blind assistance glass and football helmets with sound of silence in the back of it, and it was how they're assisting these schools for the deaf (gasps) sports teams. I think I did see that With, like, assistive glass in their um, helmets, and the coach can type on an iPad, like, what play to run, and the players know to run it because it's in their assistive glass. And didn't... Oh, my gosh. I think it's an AT&T commercial. That one 
really, really struck me. Yeah. The other one I was I'm gonna talk about it, um, because it was the first one I saw and like my entire apartment was silent when we watched it. It was the first stand up to Jewish hate one with the neighbor <sighs> painting the garage. I wasn't um, paying attention to that one. Was, I just saw the end of it. It was really, really powerful. And it was like a very, I don't want to say quiet. It was a very quiet commercial. You couldn't really figure out what it was for. And then they panned to like the stand up for, it was like the stand up for Jewish hate. And I, I just thought it was so impactful. Like you could hear a pin drop in my apartment and I had like 15 people over. Like mm. it was really, really powerful. See, I That was a favorite of mine. I hate to say I was not paying attention to that commercial. I didn't know it was on until I turned mm-hmm. and saw the Stop Jewish Hate thing. I think I was looking across the room talking to somebody. But, um, you know, should we, I know that's a very like difficult thing to transition from, but should, should we talk about Usher? Oh, we're talking. Are we okay, talking? Okay, okay, okay. first of all, do you want to start or should I start? Justin, where were you? Yeah, okay. Justin, so we Justin Bieber report to the field. Justin Bieber report to the field on stage. Get in your little pink, not pink, purple, purple, purple get up with your stupid little floppy hair and your little dance moves. Get get on that stage, little Canadian boy. So. They did announce, I would like to say beforehand, they announced that Alicia Keys was going to be there. Yes, they did. They didn't really announce anything else. And I'm going to just give you my, my total thought Can process. Can we talk about how Alicia Keys was serving body? Yes, she was serving body. body. Also, she's serving um, secure husband vibes because yeah. everyone was like, everyone was like, Usher's up on Alicia Keys. And he goes, we have no. Also, Usher got married after that. Literally in Vegas this weekend. He oh. married his longtime girlfriend. Congrats, Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. Literally, imagine performing the Super Bowl halftime show and then turning around and just being like, hey, let's get married. Yeah, literally. Me. Crazy. If anyone okay. would like Continue. to marry me in Vegas, Continue. let's do it. Um, feeling feeling these Valentine's Day vibes. Let's get married in Vegas. <laughs> um, My mental process was just like, well, I loved that. His, first off, I love that his, her husband was just like, you're serving no insecure like husbands here. Yeah. Like gi- giving... If he wanted to, he would vibes. There's a difference between the men and the boys vibes. Who is she? It's Swiss Beats, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely slaying. Um, she was slaying. Absolutely love her. Okay, this is my mental thought process. Usher comes out. He's living. He's living. He he takes off his shirt. Everyone in my apartment was. Very uh-huh. intrigued by that. Oh, I need to tell you a story about that once you're done with yours. And then I see, first we have Alicia, then we go to Lil John and turn down for what? Uh-huh. And I'm like, where, what college frat party are we at in Vegas? Then, then, I see her and a guitar and I lose my mind. People. People, 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 if you're wondering who the pretty girl that everyone thought was Northwest that had the guitar was, I encourage you and I require you to go look up her, H-E-R, all capital letters. Capital H, period, capital E, E period, period, capital R, R period. Her and Josh Groban, Beauty and the Beast Live. Homegirl shreds it on a stained glass guitar. She is stunning. She is giving Disney princesses are cool. Like, it's everything. Literally, everyone's like, who is that girl? And I'm like, look up this video. But and also, you'll be like, who is Usher? 
Also, she is not only a guitarist. She has the voice oh my God, of an angel. She's literally amazing. She played a Disney princess. Like, she's literally amazing. Yeah. I love her. I was mad they only brought it up for a moment. I know the Super Bowl halftime show literally, like, everyone has their little moments. Like, it was kind of the same thing with, like, Mary J. Blige and 50 Cent and, like, all those people they brought yeah. out when they were in L.A. That is still to this day. That and Gaga are, like, literally two of my favorites ever. Yeah. Like, I just sat there and was like, that was an amazing halftime show. The Katy Perry halftime show was also Katy amazing. Perry was also amazing, but that was also from, like, my child childhood youth. Yeah. Um, But... When I saw Ludacris, uh-huh. and then it ended, and we got no Bieber, I was devastated. Okay, but Ludacris with the fro. Lo- Ludacris with the fro was serving. I also have to say my favorite, we've been bringing up favorite tweets. My favorite Twitter meme was of Peter Griffin on roller skates uh-huh. saying Usher at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. And it yeah. was just... It was just Peter Griffin on roller skates. No, it was so funny. <laughs> no. So my Super Bowl halftime show uh, story is Usher comes out. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Alicia Keys comes out. Also, there's a weird thing with Alicia Keys' performance where she hit a bad note. Yeah, she on was. On her first note. She started out bad. My thing is I don't think you can hear. And then when the NFL posted it on YouTube, they edited out that part they fixed it they replaced it hell yeah i'm that's scary i think it's scary because like the fact that they just went in and edited the way it was actually performed live i don't know i don't know I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe it was something that after the fact she like watched it and was like, "Can we fix that that?" one? That (laughs) one in and that one in and of itself is harmless, but Mm -hmm. like the implications of what could happen with that kind of technology, scary. But so there was that, and then we keep going, and I was watching it with with a group of my friends, and it gets to Usher. He takes the jacket off. It. We go. And then he goes to take the shirt off. Channel changes. We go, what? 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 I thought this was another Tubi prank. I was like, uh, we were like, what's happening? What's happening? The girl has the remote. Goes, which by the way, the girl holding the remote, she said that she sometimes listens to this podcast to fall asleep because she finds it relaxing. Oh, I'm sorry my screaming relaxes you. Thanks for listening. If if you're listening, good night, Pookie Bear. But, (laughs) but, so... She was the one who had the remote, and she literally picks it up and she goes, "Get this away from me! Get this away from me! I don't know what I did." <laughs> and then, so somebody you else literally got strip teased by us. Somebody else grabs the remote and they go, "Give it to me! Give it to me!" They take it. They're trying to change it back. They're like, "Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go?" And they're like, "So we're like frantically trying to find this button to change the channel back." And we're like, "Oh my god!" And then we finally put it back in hers on stage. <laughs> we oh, my like, God. We just <laughs> That's the thing. Is someone, literally, I was talking to someone, and they, like, saw a tweet. It was like, so Usher went from being shirtless and dancing to, like, this weird bedazzled ab suit and roller skates. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that's, also, the, that's the Super Bowl halftime show. Also, was Will I Am also in the halftime yes. show? Yeah. Will I Am was there from it. Someone was like, I was like, somebody said it was Kanye. But no, everyone was mad because literally Justin Bieber has songs with Usher, with Ludacris, and with Will I Am, and he wasn't there. So, Monday, 
come Monday, I'm kind of glad we're recording it this day because I don't think we would have known it in time for Monday. Uh-huh. On Monday, it was released by one of the PR teams, whether it was actually Justin's or Usher's, that they reached out to like an extended list of people, like quite literally everyone Usher has ever had a song with, including, I believe, Pitbull. And I think the reason Pitbull said no is the reason we're going to get into for me, and I'll tell you in a minute. I think the reason that Pitbull turned it down is I think Pitbull's next year. <gasps> if we get a Mr. 305 halftime it's show. It's Mr. 305. You, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that might be better than your Jennifer Coolidge. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I would actually die. I have <laughs> friends that would like spontaneously combust if there was a Pitbull Super Bowl performance. That'd be crazy. Because the fact that he didn't come out in Miami, I think everyone was expecting him to come out with Shakira and yeah, J-Lo yeah. in Miami, and he didn't. didn't Bad Bunny ha- did. Doesn't he have a song with both of them? Yeah, either it was either Bad Bunny or J-Bal. I think it was J-Balvin came out. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was Bad Bunny. Yeah, it was J-Balvin came out during uh, Shakira and... Shakira, Shakira. J-Lo. They were another favorite of mine was theirs in Miami. But like, but here's my thing. And people are going to think that I'm absolutely insane. But this is also just me loving country music and her being there. Next year is in New Orleans. Okay. And my favorite, Louisiana native. If you're about to say Kelsey Ballerini. No, Lainey no, Wilson I would know, absolutely I didn't know where they were kill it, I think. Because I think, if you listen to her discography, I know I was giving her album some crap because I'm mad Kelsey Ballerini didn't win the Grammy. But she has, like, really good songs that she's performed live that I think would absolutely make a sick-ass halftime show. Mm. And we also haven't had, like, a ton of, like, country people i think toby keith has done a halftime show god rest his soul we haven't talked about that no we haven't because that was like on your birthday right came out on my birthday i forgot he died on your birthday well he died the night before and then it came out on my birthday but i would like to say we are both of age so we can talk about it um i have never had a better excuse to drink than toby keith dying on my birthday i would also like to say and i'm going to put this anecdote in here because i think it's important for everyone who's, like, bandwagoning, I'm going to get mad at them for a minute. When I did my first ever freelance opportunity with SiriusXM, it was to be on their Mount Rushmore segment for a day. It was mm-hmm. the top four things in any category. And the category that I picked, because I wanted to talk about country music, was the top four country artists of all time. My top two people were Toby Keith and Dolly Parton. You can find Yo. the graphic. It's on my Instagram. It's from 2021. When this man, needless to say, when I worked there the next summer and it was announced that he was diagnosed with cancer, needless to say, I knew working in country music from that point on was going to be the hardest thing I'd ever do in my life. Oh, yeah. Because people that I love and music that I've listened to my entire life are going to die. Reba's going to die. Dolly Parton's going to die. And then my life will have no purpose. I want that to be the quote of the episode. (laughs) When Reba and Dolly die, my life will have no purpose. (gasps) Can we talk about Reba singing We're going to go back. We're going to it now. We're going to it now. We're going to it now. Okay. So Usher was halftime show with various guests. Um, you talk about Reba, and then I'm gonna talk about my my bestie. Oh, Posty. Oh yeah. Yeah. You so talk about you talk Reba, about Reba. Okay, first of all, she slayed in her hot pants. She did so phenomenally. I hope I have vocal cords like that when I'm like 65, 70 years A old. A single mom she who aches to Josh. And then also afterwards. This was the craziest interaction. Oh, yeah. She posted in her little fur coat with her cowboy boots. And she said, 
um, boots with the fur. I cause she might actually yeah. might have been, it might have been apple bottom jeans. It was boots no, with the she fur. posted apple bottom jeans boots with the and fur. T Pain reposted it, replied to it, or I think on Twitter he at least quote retweeted it, and he he said something like a or he said something like. Mm-hmm. I forget what he said to her. I think he responded but with the fur in all capital letters. He yeah, he was he was hyping up Miss Reba. Mm-hmm. And then Reba responded to that with like a gif or something of her like it, it, I it, love it, it. it was her little turnaround in the Reba intro where she's like Yeah. I love it. Um but yeah, so Reba T Pain crossover. Yeah. That wasn't on the twenty twenty four bingo card, but I freaking love I'm, it. I'm gonna so we're gonna redirect. I had f- completely forgotten that Post Malone was singing America the Beautiful. <gasps> I forgot about that so, too until so it came out. Andra Day absolutely killed it. She was the first person. I forget what she came out and sang. But Andra Day sang first. And then it was Post Malone. And then it was Reba for the national anthem. Yeah. So Post Malone comes out. I would like to say for anyone who does not know about the like multi-genre history of Post Malone. He He's has been literally. writing. He started his career before he was ever rapping. Like before he released Stoney, he was writing country music. Really? He's been friends with Brad Paisley for years. He's been friends with Hardy and Morgan Wallen for years. They wrote the diff tape uh, with. Oh, my God. What is that guy's name? They wrote the third Hicks tape. It's called the Hicks tape diff tape volume three. It's like a short version of like an extended album. They're going to write together. It's like a collaborative thing. Uh, with him and a couple of other country artists. They performed at the CMAs, and it was really, really awesome. He was in Graceland at Christmas, and he performed in a leopard print suit King. on an acoustic guitar before jumping into the pool, Elvis's Devil in Disguise. And it is one of the more beautiful things I've ever seen. I have sent videos of him to all of my friends who absolutely adore him. Me and one of my best friends were in the same room at a Post Malone concert like a year before we ever met each other. It's like actually the favorite piece of our like friendship lore. Um, so I absolutely love him. My dad loves him. My okay, dad's wait. a big Post Malone fan. Pause this. I want to watch this video so I can know where you're coming okay. from. We will come back after we watch the video. Okay. Hey, besties. We're back. Y'all? Um, I did so not know he could do that. Yeah, so we had to watch, for reference, we had to pause for like literally two minutes and watch the video. Actually, that video was only 39 seconds. Well, 39 seconds uh, of him singing Devil in Disguise at Graceland at Christmas. It's really, really beautiful. I will recommend it to you. Like, he just, he can do all these genres and he has such a gorgeous voice. Yeah. And he can actually sing. So everyone's like, oh my God, Post Malone actually singing? I'm like, people don't realize that like these artists are not going to be appreciated right now until, like, after I think they're gone or they've left music. Like, I, I mean, think he... I will always appreciate him for being such a genre-transcending dude because, like, I never really loved hip-hop music or rap music until I listened to Post Malone. Like, I liked his music. It's the first, like, for a really long time until I started downloading more music onto my phone, the first song that would always come up on... My car was allergic. Like, it was, like, one of my top songs because it was the first song that came up in my car. Oh, <gasps> uh, yeah. Was Allergic uh, by Post Malone from the Hollywood's Bleeding album. That's my favorite album. Oh, yeah. The collabs on it are crazy. Take What You Want. Take What You Want From Me with Ozzy Osbourne. Die For Me Die with uh, Halsey and somebody else. I can't remember what rapper's on that. But no, Travis like, Scott, I think. there's a lot of, but like, I mean, there's a lot of songs that I've been listening to recently where like Jesse Murph is doing a bunch of country music with like 
rappers and then collaborating with other country artists. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Diplo is doing a lot of producing in country music. Like, people are just really transcending and moving into genres. But people are also, like, country music's becoming mainstream again. And I'm here for it because that's what I'm going into. Oh, yeah. And I love I mean, it. That's like, like, nobody thought T-Pain could sing because he used auto-tune oh all my the time God. until he went on that's and won the, the mass no, singer. No, that's the video I'm recommending every single one of you to. Everyone on that's listening to this right now, I'm going to bless your ears. Go look on TikTok. Look up T-Pain singing Tennessee Whiskey. Uh-huh. Your life will be better when it's over. No, because literally one of my favorite Post Malone covers is him covering I'm Gonna Miss Her. By Brad Paisley. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's been I friends with it. Brad Paisley for years. It's so good. But no, he, I mean, he wrote Dial Drunk with Noah Kahn. That's why he collabed on that. He helped he wrote, write it? He helped write it. If you look on Apple Music, Apple Music, scroll to the bottom. When they put the lyrics up, it has who wrote it. And uh, Austin Post on is the, his real name. On the OG Dial Drunk? Yes, on the OG Dial Drunk. Before they collabed together, Post Malone helped write Dial Drunk. That's bonkers. Yep. He's, I mean, he's been writing music for years. He's always been very genre different than what he's normally wrote. And now he's getting into some other music and he's going to start releasing other music that's different. Even Austin, his most recent album, has a lot of very different styles on it. It's a lot more, it's been out for like a year or so. He had 12 Carat, well, he's had like two. He had 12 Carat Toothache. That was his most recent tour and then he hasn't toured for Austin yet. But Austin, Wait, why did I just Austin has a lot more like transitional pop country stylistic music. It's a lot less like EDM. Uh, stuff. He also has a great song with our girl uh, Doja Cat. Uh, I like you. A happier song. Oh, I know that one. Him and Doja. I like you. I, I do. do. Yeah, I'm yeah. Be a mango shopping in a bins. Also, um, another. We do this every single week. We sing songs. We were talking about uh some potential career opportunities for me before, and we were singing Charles Singer, La Dark and Rue. <laughs> you don't know her like <laughs> your laugh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm I'm trying to make sure I don't forget Super Bowl things. But I also yes. Oh my god! I also accidentally this is a Super Bowl episode. I accidentally closed. Well, we we've been talking about the Super Bowl, just not this. Yeah, no. Game um, America the Beautiful is very very beautiful because Post Malone makes it beautiful. That sounded like. Five people died in the Bronx last night during a fire that happened in the Bronx last night. They killed five people in no, the Bronx during a fire. When he was up there, I was uh, I was talking about how I want the Post Malone Crocs so bad. Actually, oh yeah. I oh my think god! So I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna shout out uh, Buddy the Elf, aka Bud Wentz, my father, no way. because my first gift my brother and I opened on. I'm gonna have to wait and wear them until this coming year for Christmas, and I'm definitely gonna wear them everywhere. Elf made special edition Crocs, and I have <gasps> Elf Crocs. That is insane. They're going to be my Christmas shoes that I wear everywhere, but I have Elf Crocs. But. Because they're sick. They have, like, the little hat on them. They've got the little gibbets. They're green with a little yellow strap with a belt loop on it. Like, they're sick. So, before I forget, because this is a very important announcement regarding yes. the Super Bowl that I need to put out. Okay, amazing. Because we are talking about how the Super Bowl went into overtime. Mm-hmm. Right? So. I don't know if you guys are aware that Buffalo Wild Wings promised that if, super, if the Super Bowl went into overtime, there would be free wings for everyone. So, on Monday, February 26th, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., everyone gets six free wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Oh my god, I've never been so excited for anything. I just life. felt like I needed to make everybody aware. Oh, why are you making everyone aware? Because then everyone's gonna go, and we're not gonna go get free wings. Hot girls don't gatekeep. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I think we're gonna do. Here's what I think we're gonna do. I think Kaylee and I are going to. Uh, we record normally at 5 p.m. on Mondays. So I think what we need to do is we need to go get our Buffalo Wild Wings prior to our recording experience. Then we need to come here and we need to tell everyone about our experience. Yes. With our Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, because we, we record at what, 5 on Monday? Yes. I yeah. think that's an important thing that we are going to need to do for research purposes because we are both getting bachelors of science and masters of science in journalism. So therefore, we are women in STEM. This is what we are using WVU's R1 research certification for. Yes. Thank you. Have a good day. Yes. But we're, we're, not, we're not done yet, so don't worry. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. That was just my tangent about Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. <laughs> I was just clarifying. Every, every day is a good day with Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Let's be real here, folks. Yeah. But so, um, so hot girls don't gatekeep. I, I, always, I always spread the word on Steal a Base, Steal a Taco in the World Series. I figured I should spread the word for... Um, Free wings from Buffalo Wild Wings on twenty sixth. Heck yeah! So, but it's it's only six. So if you want more than six wings, you got to pay for a couple of them. But, um, yeah. So we'll go ahead and stick the pin in the Super Bowl conversation because I think that's about everything I was going to talk about. Um, besides the game itself, I I don't know if anybody else felt like this. I thought it was a boring Super Bowl. I did too. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, also like like the defense was great, but it also meant. There weren't any big plays. It's it also following a really big year. I feel like last year is hard to top in terms of like the Super Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. And the brothers are playing each other and the mother Donna. And, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and just like everything. And like Kylie was pregnant and might or may or may not have given birth at the Super Bowl. Like, what? You didn't know that? Last year she was like 38 weeks, traveled with two OBs, and they were like secretly in cahoots hoping that she would give birth in the stadium at the Super Bowl. That's actually so, so that fun. it would be the Super Super Kelsey Bowl. That's so That's Elliot so was born like late February. I think she's almost a year old. Aww. Wait, no, not Elliot. It's uh Bennett, the youngest yeah, one. Yeah, Bennett's. The it's Wyatt then Elliot then Bennett. Yeah. But So, yeah, I thought I don't want to say it was boring. But also, it was a scoreless first quarter. The halftime score was, what, 10 to 3, mm-hmm. 10 to 6, something. None of the TikTok predictions of people running onto the field and attacking came true. Yeah, I know. Sadness. I had a TikTok prediction that was, <laughs> what was my prediction? I forget what, what my first two quarters were. And then I said, halftime, Usher takes the stage. He brings out Taylor Swift and Karen the Snake from the Rep Tour. She announces Rep TV. Karen uh, comes alive. She tries to attack Brock Purdy. The whole thing was a plot by Brittany and Jackson to take out the 49ers. But then Karen gets distracted and goes to Anna Fry because she's confused. And because Anna Fry looks a lot like Brock Purdy. Um, oh, my God. And then with, with Karen distracted, the Chiefs take matters into their own hands. And then they start trying to attack the 49ers. And then, oh, my gosh, I think the rest of it was just a Bottoms reference, like the movie Bottoms. Oh, my God, that's insane. It was so fun. But, um... Yeah, I had that prediction. That didn't happen, unfortunately. Would have made it more interesting. There was a streaker at the Super Bowl this year. Did you hear them talking about that on TV? Yeah, I saw it. I saw a video of it after the fact. You would have had no idea. I know. Which, 
it, it it was it wasn't a streaker. It was a shirtless guy running down the field. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna streak at the Super Bowl, go all the way. Go harder. Go home. Come on. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm kidding, but yeah. So, dude ripped his shirt off and ran across the field, but they're not allowed to show them on TV. So, um, that's why you missed that. If you're not tuned yeah. into the internet, yeah. But I think it literally they caught up to him. He immediately fell to the ground and put his hands uh, over his head. Oh, so lovely. So it the bull, the bull was super. Yeah, the bull. <laughs> Honestly, this year the bull was subpar. It was. It was. But we can't call it the subpar bull. No, yeah, we can. Okay, yeah, we can. So we're gonna call it the subpar bowl. That w- yeah, that's the title of the episode, people. Subpar bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl, more like subpar bowl. But no, I just, I mean, going into overtime was interesting. But the entire game up until like the fourth quarter was just kind of four downs, stop, four downs, stop, four downs, punt, field goal, four downs, four downs, touchdown, four downs, four downs. Like it just wasn't that interesting. Uh, but um, what else do we got? Oh, yeah. So, one other story that I was wanting to talk about. I feel like I probably should have done this at the top because uh, this is an actual women in sports story and not the Super Bowl. Slay. But um, we kind of just went into the Super Bowl conversation on accident. So, <laughs> um, so as you guys know, uh, sorry, I just like about choked on my own breath. I don't even know how that happened. But um, so as you guys know, Caitlin Clark has been chasing the all-time scoring record for um, women's NCAA basketball, and I specify NCAA because actually, now I I got this from my favorite food. Sorry, MLB trade alert: the Yankees just traded for somebody on the Brewers. <laughs> Um, but we, we all time stops when we see Yankees trade alert. Yeah, I know. I don't, I'm scared of who they're going to trade. Who did they trade away? Left-hander Clayton Andrews from Brewers for 19-year-old pitcher Joshua Kazar. Yeah, no, I don't know who that is. I don't even think he's been in the majors yet. Um, but so my favorite women's, one of my favorite women's sports outlets, The Gist, um, posted the other day. Uh, something that's really interesting that this record that uh, Caitlin Clark is chasing is not the all-time scoring record. It is the all-time NCAA scoring record because um, in from 1975 to 1979, there was a woman named Pearl Moore who played for Francis Marion College. Um, and at the time, the NCAA did not have women's basketball. So she, they played in the AIAW, which stands for um, Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women. Mm. And that was the kind of the entity that was over women's basketball before the NCAA had women's basketball. Um, or like really offered any kind of tournament competitive opportunity for women's basketball. Sorry, uh, drink a water real quick. Send me fluff if you want to. Fluff. That fluff. Was, that was so good, Sydney. Thank you. Or uh, as the little girl from Despicable Me would say, it's so fluffy, I'm going to die. It's so fluffy, I'm going to die. Um, but yeah. So, Pearl Moore played for Francis Marion in the AIWA, or AIAW. From 1975 to 1979, she 
actually has the all-time scoring record. However, as the gist said on their The Gist of It podcast, um, they said, while we're all stoked for Caitlin Clark's impending record, it's important to remember that the NCAA doesn't include or recognize any champions, any championships, stats, or records from the previous women's sports governing body, the AIAW. And that she broke the record while she was in. Yes. Like this woman broke this record, but it's yes. not recognized by the NCAA because of that. Yes. Because there's actually two women who have scored even higher than Kelsey Plum's record that Caitlin Clark is trying to beat. Oh, okay, slay. Um, Lynette Woodard is the other one. And Pearl Moore has um, um, the all-time scoring record. So, actually, Lynette Woodard has the D1 record. Um, at the time, it was... Sorry, I'm, I'm just kind of reading what the gist has on here. Mm-hmm. It was the AIAW Large College. Instead okay. of Division One, it was large colleges, small colleges, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, she has the Division One record. For uh, she played for the University of Kansas. Okay. And she scored three thousand six hundred forty-nine points. Kelsey Plum's record is three thousand five hundred twenty-seven. Okay. So she was like a hundred points above Kelsey Plum. Mm-hmm. And then um, Pearl Moore, who has the all-time record, scored four thousand sixty-one points. So if Caitlin Clark is still chasing 3,527, I don't think in – she has, like, one more year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll beat the last record. I don't think so. But it's still cool that, like, we have these little anecdotes about these things. And yes. Like we and get, this is what we're here for, people. We're delving into sports history for the girls. It's also important to note, especially since this is Black History Month, Lynette Woodard and Pearl Moore were both black women who oh my played God. college basketball. So interesting, um, and they both hold these technical all-time records. But because the NCAA does not recognize those records, they're not getting like. Well, I'm glad we got to recognize them here. So shout out to those ladies and their records. Yes, that actually made me a little bit mad when I saw that because I was like, "Why have I not seen this little?" It's like it's it's been about Caitlin Clark chasing Kelsey Plum's record, but there are these women who are like. Almost unattainable. What, 100, 200, 300 points above. And they're not even Literally. mentioning that they hold these records. That's, that's cuckoo. So I'm actually, I forgot to uh, share that on my story. I'm going to put that on my story right yes. now because so I would like people go, to know that. Go check this out, folks. Yeah, go look up Pearl Moore and Lynette Woodard. Because actually, I was reading on Pearl Moore. She was crazy. So she went, was the four-time AIAW small college Um you know, or she she played in the small college division. She averaged over 30 points per game. And it, her shooting, oh my gosh. So this is off of the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame website because she is in the Basketball Hall of Fame, I believe. Um, I just sniffed straight into the mic. I'm so sorry that was gross. <laughs> I'll do it sometimes too. In her final college game, she scored 60 points against the University of, Chines- of Tennessee at Chattanooga, a single-game AIAW record. And it said her shooting range extended well beyond today's three-point line. So she could shoot far. She could shoot well. And it looks like she was inducted in 2021. Or she, w- she was enshrined. 
in 2021. Heck yeah. So, wanted to give those ladies. Shout out to those ladies. Those girls are getting it. The girls are getting it. I, f- I wanted to ma- make sure they got mentioned because I think that's something really important. Yes, that that's very important. I didn't even realize it was something. That was so cool. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was really cool. But, um, yeah. So, speaking of women's basketball, how our, uh, our basketball bodies had a few games this past week. They have had a few games this past so, week. So, oh, excuse me. I'm like... Swallow. There we go. <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard for me to do, but I had to like fight it down. Um, but anyway, so the girls, the gals, the gals, the girlies, the besties, um, played Baylor on February tenth. Number eighteen, Baylor. We were number two. Oh, number twenty. Speak. Sorry, we were number twenty-two going into this. Mm-hmm game. Baylor was 18. And we unfortunately lost to Baylor 58 to 85 out in Waco. Um which that was an away game. Maybe we'll beat them mm-hmm. at home. But um so number 22 West Virginia women fell to number 18 Baylor uh 58 to 65. So it wa- it was a close game. I think we fought a little we we fought pretty hard. But I think we were a little bit mm-hmm. off that game. But then I think there towards the end it was kind of one of those things where we were trying to foul to get the ball back and they just kept making shots and we weren't. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunate. We lost to Baylor. Shake it off and go to the next one. Um, because actually we were talking about this the other day. This is like a really important stretch of games because we play 18 Baylor and then we are we play number 23 Oklahoma in Morgantown mm-hmm. this coming week. Um, and then we play TCU who I don't think are ranked, but they are good. We played them um, February 13th, so mm-hmm. at the time of recording, that was yesterday. Um, and we beat them 77-52. to 52 Heck yeah. Out in Fort Worth, that one was away. So we have a win and a loss this past week. And then uh, this coming week, we play number 23, Oklahoma, uh, in the Morgantown Coliseum Oklahoma. at 1 p.m. Oklahoma. Uh, at 1 p.m. on February 17th, which is a Saturday, it's the pink game. Yay. I will pull up in my Barbie sweatshirt that I got at Target. I will. I know you will. Yes. All pink. pink so pink. fun. Um, 1 p.m. Feb- February 17th. Wear pink. Be there. Be square. On Saturdays, we wear pink. On Saturdays, we wear pink. My name is Karen. Okay. Uh, and then... February 21st, Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. out in Manhattan, Kansas. That always trips me up when they say Manhattan, and I'm like, I forget that's in Kansas. Hey, state? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, wait, you guessed that. I'm so proud of you. I had to remember because I forget what city the U.K. is in, but I think I always remember that K-State's in Manhattan, Kansas. Ah. But, so February 21st. We play K-State in Manhattan at 7.30 p.m. And then I'm I'm going to go to the next game because I um, always forget when we record and when these come out and mm-hmm. what's going to happen before then. So February 24th, Saturday at 2 p.m., um, we play Baylor again in the Morgantown Coliseum. Oh. So. Be there. That, that's, the, that's the 50th anniversary 
end of the year celebration. Uh, that's going to be our big game because our last home game is TCU on March 2nd. Oh, wow. Um, but, but between those, we go back to the Stillwater Strip. Because next month, we have to remember, we are making March Madness brackets <gasps> on the podcast. Oh, we're we are, dedi- we are dedicating a whole episode to, to making March Madness brackets. We will be- make both men's and women's. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, Kaylee, I have to ask, are the men also playing basketball? Y- you know, there are men on a basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Okay. there You could call it playing basketball, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Can I just, while this loads, I'd like to take a moment to um, talk about the vendetta I have against WVU encrypted Wi-Fi. Because. Yeah, me too. I like Hello? I have been waiting all day for all my pages to load in there. Same. Same, same, same. But can I plug some can I plug something else while we wait? Because we talked about it before. Oh, it, it loaded it again. Go for it. Uh Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Wrestling and uh gymnastics meet is this weekend. Is it Sunday? Because the basketball game is Saturday. Let me talk or about men's backwards. Let me talk about men's basketball and then I will go to that. Okay, slow. Well because I just to plug this one finally loaded. Okay, let's And do I it. don't want to li- make another page load and then come back to this okay. one because I don't know how long it's going to take. Do it. Let's but do it. Let's do it. I will Thanks be encrypted. So, um the the men were on the basketball court this week. <laughs> were they were they actually there? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> were they in Proximity of a basketball court. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, so they played Texas uh, in Austin. High out in Austin, drunk in Tennessee. Um, they lost fifty-eight to ninety-four. Oh Jesus! In, in, in Austin, maybe they were actually. About time that I left Austin. <laughs> About time you settled down. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I let the interest. I let the interest <laughs> win every day. <laughs> every day of my life, I'm letting the interest of thoughts win. No, because I couldn't think of the lyrics to that song, and I was trying to think of it. <laughs> but yeah, so we lost to Texas, unranked Texas. I feel like I need to add fifty-eight to ninety-four on February tenth on Saturday. Turned around two days later. Played um, TCU in Fort Worth on Monday. Also lost 65 to 81. Um, yeah, we do we do have a realist player of the week this week, though, right? Okay, yeah. So I believe we discussed this. Yes. So our realist player of the week is... Drumroll, please. Josiah Harris! Oh, yeah, we did discuss this. Because... I need to look this up. I would like to shout out Josiah. We had Spanish together for two semesters. He is actually like a very chill, very real human. And we're both from the same area of Ohio. So Oh really? Yes. So he's he's from where Canton? Yes. You are the realest player of the week every week in my heart. Yeah. Dear Jojo. So um so good old good old Jojo. Um was on the WVU Hoops Instagram page, uh, when they kind of stepped out to support the women's basketball team in their game on 
since the BYU game on the 3rd, mm-hmm. so this was posted on February 6th, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the game that they were all at. So a lot of the um, men's basketball players uh, showed up, showed out to support the women. Um, and the WVU Hoops Instagram account posted pictures of some of the players who were there. The first picture is of Josiah Harris. Mm-hmm. And he commented on <laughs> the post and he said now y'all got me looking ugly as l <laughs> sorry i just hit my mic slay so slay. um he's athletes they're just like us which honestly haven't we all been there oh yeah haven't we all seen we were scrolling a friend through, we were scrolling through some wvu pictures to wvu news pictures of me today <laughs> and we everybody makes mistakes everybody has those days Everybody knows what what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. Because yeah, I looked absolutely horrific today. Any pi- if I, if there's any pictures of me in those slides, delete. Um, yeah, canceled. But because ha- haven't Exile. we haven't we all had that moment where somebody has posted a picture where they look good, but you just look absolutely terrible. But like you're not going to tell them to not post mm-hmm. it, but then they post it, and you're like, man, I look absolutely awful yeah. in this picture. Yep, yep. He gets it. He gets it. You know, maybe maybe Josiah is an honorary girl who gets it. We welcome you. Hi. Hi, Jojo. Hit us up. Hi, Jojo. Welcome to the girls who get it. You get it. You get it. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's our Realist Player of the Week. Stay tuned to see um, who who gets it next time, if anybody gets it. Because it, it took a couple weeks to dethrone Raekwon Battle, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Or did we give it to Slazinski last week? No, we didn't have one last week. I don't think we gave it to... No, wait, we did give it to Quinn. It was because we've done he one posted his he posted his own missed shot on his. Yes, star. yes, yes. We have had Kirk Carissa, Raekwon Battle, Quinn, and now Jojo. I need to start so keeping track of this. We'll, we'll Whoever see. ends the season with it gets to keep it. Yeah, I was gonna say until next semester, but we're not gonna be here, so they just get it indefinitely. <laughs> Rest in peace. I know, but yeah. So um. The so women are killing it. The men are playing basketball. The men are on a basketball court. <laughs> um, we have. So coming up, the men play number 12 Baylor. <laughs> Saturday, February 17th. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm out of it, guys. I'm listening to this in my headphones. I was like going back and forth. And I just think it's so entertaining. Um, but f- Friday, February 17th at 6 p.m. in the Morgantown Coliseum, the uh, WVU men's basketball team plays... I already said number 12 Baylor, but I'm just going to say it again. Plays number 12 Baylor for their true blue game. Mm-hmm. I was going to sing a Boy Genius song, but I'm I'm not going to sing another song on this episode. I'm so sorry. I need to shut up. We but are I limiting our number of songs to no songs. <gasps> the winner does not get to say that. But anyway, so we play Baylor February 17th, 6 p.m. in the Coliseum. Be there. Be square. Wear blue. Um, next, they play UCF, also in Morgantown. February 20th, that's a Tuesday, at 7 p.m. Slay. Um, and then after that, oh, the following Saturday, February 24th, they play Iowa State out in Ames at 2 p.m. So, let's, cause the, okay, so the boys, the boys are on a three-game losing streak. What if they turn that around and go on a three-game win streak? What if we beat number 12 Baylor? Listen, listen. The last time no, I remember no, a ranked no, Baylor no, team no, coming no, to no, Morgantown. No, 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 no. We're not talking about it. 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 We are not talking about it. We're not talking about it? Yes, because the last time it happened, a week later, 
The world didn't exist anymore. Oh my god! Y'all. Oh my god, I'm about to pass out. That's not funny. That's not funny. Why? It was a legend died. The Chiefs the Chiefs and 49ers in the Super Bowl. And then we stormed the court after we beat Baylor. Guys, if if we beat Baylor. If I don't get a college graduation, someone's going to die. If we beat Baylor on February 17th at 6 p.m. in the Coliseum, nobody is storming the court. We're not making a big deal out of it. No one's allowed to talk to me right now. The last time we did it, an actual global pandemic started a week later. Stop. (laughs) This is scary. Y'all, this is so scary. This isn't funny. How is this happening? Maybe, Why is maybe, the world but just... Maybe, but maybe, maybe, is this God's but, do-over? But, 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 is this but, why I'm going but, to church but, tonight? But, is but, this God's but, do-over? But, 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 maybe this is like Jumanji. Maybe, one, it, maybe once we do it again, it undoes everything <laughs> and we go back to normal. Have you ever watched Jumanji? Yeah, but I'm lightheaded right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> okay, okay, so actually, so actually, take that back. We need to do the exact same thing so we can reverse it. Flip it and reverse it. It's your flip and middle flip. Dude, I'm not okay right now. Put it down, oh flip it, and reverse it. My God. Okay. Okay, guys. Okay. So, our gymnastics girlies and oh, I'm our, so excited for this. Our wrestling kens are having their Beauty and the Beast meet on February 18th, so Sunday. Sunday, Sunday at 2 p.m. Um, the girls have a meet against uh, Iowa State, Denver, and Oklahoma. No, 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 not Oklahoma, just Iowa State and Denver. Sorry, I was reading the next one. Um, the the women's gymnastic team, gymnastics team has a meet against Iowa State and Denver in the Coliseum at 2 p.m. So they will be going at the same time as the wrestling team, who I believe is competing against Glenville State. Um, both of them are in the Coliseum at 2 p.m. on Sunday, February 18th. So. Heck yeah. Be there. I'm excited for that. I've never heard of this, and this is something we talked about that, like, we're going, right? Other schools do. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Slay. Oh, heck yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be fun. And it also looks like this is the wrestling team's last regular season match because then they go into the Big 12 championships and the NCAA championships. Oh, Slay. Best of luck to them. Okay, can we finally okay. talk about it? Can I? Can we finally talk about it before Sydney, we close this out? Sydney, I'm having a great day. Do you know why? Because WVU baseball is happening this week. This is this is the first podcast this semester that we have been able to talk about WVU baseball. baseball. I'm sorry. That was really, really uh. loud, and I'm going to have to normalize the crap <laughs> out of that. But I, dude. I'm so excited. Dude, the <laughs> fact that Grant Hussey is going to be back in the realm of my universe. I have never Hus loved. Bus. I have never Hus had Hus a. Bus. Dude, I have never had such a bad, like, campus crush in my life. Grant Hussey, I'd take a bullet for you. I'm so serious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am the. I am the. If if there is a Hus bus, call me Miss Frizzle. Like, for <laughs> real. <laughs> for Shut real. up right now. Shut up right now. Quote book it. Quote book it, someone. Quote book it. We're making a quote book for the end of the year. <laughs> if there is a hus bus, call me Miss Frizzle. You're choking. You're I choking. I am the captain of the You're I am the captain of the choking. show. Choking. That was crazy. That was bars, low key. <laughs> that was low key bars. I love 
WVU baseball. I am so excited. Maybe, maybe my maybe my campus white boy of the month will finally be dethroned once um, baseball Grant season Hussey's starts. Back on our screens. Uh, I'm not and saying JJ Weatherhold. I was gonna say I'm not saying Grant Hussey. I'm just saying there are now two. There are two JJs on the baseball team. There's JJ Weatherhold, and then there's JJ Glasscock. I believe his last name is. Why? He's a red shirt person. I think we talked about him before. Yeah, we did. There's now two JJs. So it is the tale of the Husbus and the two JJs leading us to a natty. Yeah. We've been so, guys, we've been, it, they've been teasing us. WVU Sports has been teasing us. We've been so shy of a natty so many times this year. Well, first with soccer. We yeah. got a bowl game victory. Yeah, but that was nowhere close to it. <laughs> I know, but we're just we're kind of sliving. Yeah. Like, what can I say? Yeah, but soccer soccer got so close. Oh my Women's god! Doing really Everything's well. repeating, dude. My senior year of high school, we won a bowl game, dude. I'm scared. We're in the matrix. It's this Jumanji. is actually a it's simulation. We're this just, is we're actually a simulation. Jumanji. We're gonna we're we're. We're going to win the Baylor game. We're all going to yell Jumanji, and then okay, it's going to yes. undo everything. I'm actually scared right now, but it's fine. I'm yeah. just going to – this is my this is me becoming irrepressible thoughts of death, Barbie. Irrepressible thoughts of death. Oh, my yeah, this gosh. Is me becoming, this is me becoming America Ferrera from the Barbie movie and just, like, losing my mind every day. Just existential crisis, Barbie. Okay. WVU Baseball, they're yeah. back. Give details because we got to wrap this up because this is actually going to go on longer than our Grammy rant. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but at word. least it was a sports rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, coming up, the baseball team has a series against Stetson. Now they will be in Deland, Florida. So uh, we actually don't have a home game until February twenty eighth. Um, but this week, but Friday, then we are so back, baby. Friday, February sixteenth through Monday, February nineteenth. We are playing Stetson in Florida, Friday at 6.30 p.m., Saturday at 6.30 p.m., Sunday at 1 p.m., Monday at 1 p.m. Four straight days of WVU baseball. We are so, we are so freaking back, guys. We're so back. We're so back. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But, yeah, WVU baseball is back. I'm so ready. I hope you're ready because I'm ready. Okay. That's it. Yes, that was a lot. We talked about a lot. You want to wrap this and thing up? That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, so uh, this has been the Girls Again. <laughs> We're on one today, y'all. This, this is what happens when delirious women do things. This has been the Girls Who Get It. You can continue listening to the Girls Who Get It, if you so choose, at the daonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli. I'm Cindy Wentz. And the Girls Who Get It get it okay bye